Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 ESPN, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff? And outside of sports. And outside of sports. The weather's getting better. Spring training's closer. Days away. Philly's huge move yesterday. Flyers, eight-game winning streak snapped last night. Sixers changed half their team. (laughs) Sixers Sixers need to redo their T-shirt from opening night of who's on the team. And as you reminded me, apparently the Super Bowl was this week. So that's the thing. It's been a long week, right? Uh The Super Bowl was last Sunday. Yeah, thanks, NFL. We really appreciate the game. Yeah, that was not what Uh people were hoping for. Jeff, you want to talk into the mic tonight? No. I'd like to hear you on the show. It'd be, I mean, Does anybody else? Actually, I really Can't. don't want to hear you, uh-huh. but I think it'd be better if our listeners could. Okay. They might like that. All right. Um, did you watch the game? I did. You did? Did yeah. you like the game? No. Of course not. Why yeah. would anybody like the I, game? I think that actually the best part of the game is I, after like halftime, I went to the Twitter and just looked at all the comments. Not, people were killing yeah. the game, the uh-huh. halftime show, the commercials. There, there was a very unhappy crowd watching that game, <laughs> and it showed in no, the ratings. I, I'm telling you, I was totally entertained for the second half. Just watching Twitter? Just, just looking at Twitter at all the comments. Jeff, why don't you uh, tell them, tell everybody how we're going to take a break from the direct sports world, talk about yeah. the ties into it with our guests in studio so, today. So we have some uh, fellas in from Seattle, the band Seattle. Down North. Uh, And we had Brandon in here last year, right before the Hoagie Nation um, tour. I guess Um, he didn't hate us too much. They came back. (laughs) And he brought friends. He brought friends. Yeah, he didn't just come by himself. Jeff, you didn't scare him away. Cool. Either that or he wanted them to be tortured, too. Well, that... that I mean, uh, I subject myself to you every week, so you know. Brandon well, said, "Look, if I got to go in, you guys are coming with me." Actually, you guys just drove like hours from Cleveland to be here to hang out with us, right? About I mean, half, yeah. and to perform, of course, but to hang out with us. Yeah, yep, yep. we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. Um, so, what's your initial by, reaction? By the way, how bad does Cleveland have to be that people would drive eight hours wow. to come here? That's right. Yeah. Shots fired already uh-huh. on the show. We, I mean, we've been on the air like thirty <laughs> seconds, and, and he just he goes there. Actually, it was really cool. That's people, right. You should. Yeah. Defend the city you just yeah. played in. Uh, you yeah. got to sell Every music in that city. Uh, otherwise, in 20 years, <laughs> in the, at the Rock and Roll Hall induction, that could be a real problem <laughs> for you. <laughs> for, for our listeners who haven't heard, why don't you tell them a little bit about your band and the type of music you play, and then we'll get into everything else. Um, well, we call it soul punk, but it's also like alternative soul. Um, yeah, we just you know hit it hard. How'd you all end up uh, coming together? You, you said you've been together for like seven years now. It's funny. We were talking in the studio before we started, and mm-hmm. we got to teach you a little bit about each other. Now you <laughs> now you know which sports you all played growing up. We we heard about your success in the world of football. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> it's amazing because, you know, when we have people in, we always ask for, like, bios and stuff. And, like, do they have any, you know, any relation to sports at all? No, then they don't. You guys get in here, all of a sudden we find out one guy played in the D-League, another guy played football, another guy plays tennis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've been, you've been talking to me about sports since you walked in the studio here. You're talking to me about the baseball trades. You're talking to me about everything that's going on uh, right now. No, I was talking about... What's going on with Foles? There you go, yeah, Nick Foles. Uh, everybody else in yeah. Philly wants to talk about him, so don't worry about it. You're, you're not you're not out of the out of the normal. Yeah. We are happy though because you gave us Gene Secure. Yes, we'll we'll, uh-huh. we'll take him from Seattle. So you you come out from Seattle. You are touring around the country now. You're here in Philly performing this weekend. Tell us what it's been like for you guys as artists, and and then we want to get into a little bit with you guys, sort of some of the parallels with uh, what athletes go to and some of the challenges you face. Well, I mean. You know, we all, I guess we all do the, you know, 10,000 hours, you know, that, you know, when you practice and stuff like that, uh, you know, 
practice with our instruments. They practice with the basketball or the football or, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think we've located the guy who doesn't play sports. <laughs> but well, that was part of the fun right yeah. there. Well, wait. No, I, I, no, by the way, I like no, to point no, out, you push the mic. You, you, like push the, you let him take the mic over I, there I, knowing yeah. what was going to happen. Hey, go sit in the corner. Yeah, You're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> is he capable? Are you capable of putting him in timeout? I hear he's the one with the energy. I am. <laughs> I mean, getting back to your question, I think uh, when people practice with the basketball, you gonna shoot a touchdown? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. with anything that's like a, a passion project, you know, like being in a band, you have to re rely on everybody. You know, if you're you're only good as your weakest link, and you know, if you dream big, you're this is what we do. We, you know focus on our craft and then there's out there you know every, every day you gotta do it you know there's no shortcuts you can't get to the top you know unless you've got deep pockets so it's but at the end of the day your team will suck if you don't practice and play good so our band would not be as good as it is if we just cut corners we, we spent we spend a lot of time speaking to players on their way up and the amount of time that they spend on the road with with their teammates you guys go through a lot of the same things you, you're not when you came from Cleveland, didn't you didn't hop on a plane to get here? You drove here. No. You're driving from location to location, and and so what's it what's it like being in close quarters with with your teammates, with your band, well, all have, of this time? We have like a Toyota Sienna, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, we would you know is it a stretch it's Toyota our third Sienna? Band. We, it's our third <laughs> band, and you yeah. know what. We tap it, we take out the middle bench and we just stick all the gear uh, in the you know in the very trunk there's no and then there's no trailer or anything and we just uh, we just travel really light. We use this very small drum kit. We don't really travel to amps and we just you know every single thing that we bring has to be worth ringing. And uh, you know when you have like a bigger van, uh, the gas mileage sucks. If it breaks down, you're on the side of the road trying to fix a 15 passenger van. You know so it's just. Uh, once we get to a point where we can get some bigger, you know, travel accommodations, that's we'll what we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna still be. <laughs> you're gonna, you're, yeah. you're gonna, that that van's gonna be around no matter what, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> we're not gonna be spending all our earnings on gas uh -huh. at this point. So, you know, we it's Jeff's favorite question is always, you know, who gets the emergency row when we ask athletes because he worries about leg room. So only he's, basketball players. It's not like right. I asked the jockeys that before the, the <laughs> Kentucky Derby. Yeah, you never asked me about any <laughs> leg room, Jeff. I, I noticed that. Uh, we were talking before we went on though. You know, the Super Bowl was was last weekend and oh, halftime performance and. You know, what does an artist think when you're watching another artist go perform? Is is that something you want to do? Is that you you're know, out you of timeout? Do you look at it and you're like, uh, no, thank you? Like, what's the reaction of an artist watching another well, artist? Well, I gotta first say the hardest thing to do is not necessarily the halftime show. Halftime show, you're playing your own stuff. It is the um, the national anthem. National anthem is really hard to do because of the echo in the whole building, you know, yeah, memorizing the words and stuff like that. I mean, that one is the hardest. I mean, but if you look, to me, Gladys Knight killed it. Yeah. She did, to me, like, now she's no, is number two. You got Whitney Houston and you got hers. 
I remember Whitney. Yeah, and the, the, those are the, though. The two though best. she go, she went like. There's a question as to whether she went two minutes and one second or two minutes and two seconds for the better that bet how long the national anthem. She said anthem brave would be. twice. She said brave yeah. twice, and so uh. one sportsbook actually refunded the bets <laughs> because they couldn't agree whether it was two minutes. This is the world we live in now well, wait, with legalized gaming. But see this thing, like you can't. It's soul music. She she turned into a soul song, <laughs> so she gonna repeat some of the stuff with the ad libs, you know. So like you can't count that extra you know like you gotta you know you gotta you gotta count that in there right well the the gambler that had two minutes and one second doesn't agree with you but uh (laughs) but you so you see that the halftime show the spectacle and i was saying to jeff like i I don't know if i'd want to do that seems like nobody's ever happy with the halftime show well you know (laughs) there was only there's only been two great halftime shows that's my prince prince no bruce too that's Michael and Prince. <laughs> okay. So you're real close. You know you're real you close to Jersey here. Yeah. They, 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 don't, they don't like that. And yeah. Jeff's a big Bruce fan. Well, here's so. the thing. You know, the person who deserves it, well, yeah, but the person who actually deserves it is um, um, Janet. Well, did that create it? Okay, so I. I well, they, well, they had Janet. They did. No, 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 no. That wasn't, that, that wasn't just a Timberlake song right. featuring Janet. Uh huh. You know, no, Featuring Janet a lot. deserves hers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Janet deserves her own, especially with what the dude from CBS did to her. Yeah, you right. You know, and, and how he um, blackballed her the whole daggone time. I think she deserves to be able to play the halftime show and show show her that, hey, I'm a Jackson and this is what I do. Well, and, and you sort of touch on something else in terms of blackballing you. you um you know, as musicians, you have to decide what stands you want to take because mm-hmm. people can make decisions as mm-hmm. to what they should or shouldn't do. Athletes sort of have to make those same choices every day where you're trying to sell yourself to the public and they're going to use whatever factors they want to decide whether they're going to buy said product. So, you know, you guys have waded into the area of sports and politics mm-hmm. a little bit. How does that go for you guys in terms of how you decide where to go? You had Colin Kaepernick in one of your recent videos. Mm-hmm. You've had some other areas where you've taken things on. How well, do you make that? Kanye, who was actually like a distant cousin from me. Yeah. Look at that. How do, how do you make friend. those decisions, though, on, on whether to go there? Because well, athletes know, have to do the same thing. We, had, we have a good friend. Um, her name was uh, Joy, Joy Villa. And, um, you know, before she was... Uh, before she she the one who wore the Trump dress, mm-hmm. right? And before that, we knew her. She was the cool, you know, person who was she would cool with everybody, and she would like be the merch person for almost all the bands because you know she was friends with all the bands. So she would come over, and you know, you need a merch person, she'll do merch for you, and you know, vice versa. You know, you would watch her merch table, and she was somebody cool to to collab and stuff with and you know then she wore the trump dress and we were trying to people were trying to figure out was she wearing it because she actually believes in it or was she wearing it for publicity we just didn't know because she would wear crazy dresses to the grammys every single year you know so was this like what she apparently this is what she's been believing yeah okay and I'm so pe- do people her? question that? Do a people question people... you on that as to whether you really believe some of the things you're saying or just doing it to sell You know, sell I songs think that or? I think the thing is if you if if it's something that is always coming up, 
and you know you talk to the person and you can tell that they believe it like you can't fake the funk you know you is uh, real recognize real and some of that will look a little bit unfamiliar to me you know when when she was doing that but i still love her you know and i think that when it comes to the politics the song stupid man that we had you know people think that i'm talking about the trump voters are the stupid men no the trump voters are not the stupid men they're the ones who are going to show up you know the reason why we're in the situation that we are in is not because so many people were at the polls and that happened. No, it was a low voter turnout. So the stupid people are the people who don't show up, who just gonna just let things happen and who don't have, uh, 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 who don't take a stance against something or even just show up or for to something. Do something or for something, you know. So, so now you've come out with your first LP. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had thought about saying album but i was wondering <laughs> if anybody that was listening would actually know what that was well that's uh, coming back though yeah the vinyl's coming back hard uh-huh you know and, and the reason Jeff, does why, that make you excited well, i don't have a record player anymore <laughs> well the, the the reason why i think the the album's coming back is because um you know people less people once you buy an album you can put like tra- you know hidden tracks in there and people can't copy those it's harder to copy you know, and the sound of vinyl is just superior, you know, and people starting to recognize that. I think that the industry is starting to now, it's had like good 20, 20 years since Snapster came in. And I start, people are starting to say, okay, we've been getting this stuff for free, but quality has gone down. Right. So now they're starting to recognize what is good and what is bad. And, you know, well, I, I also like the idea of I mean, I grew up in an era where the album meant something that you didn't you didn't listen to a song here and a greatest hits all the time. You, know, you listen to the album it, in order. And there was something about that. You that, know, what? and it's funny because when when we told people we were having you on, they're like, well, what does that have to do with sports? And sports is the same way. Like, it's all about the highlight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about the home run. It's all about the sick pass. It's not about the game itself anymore. So. You know, as the attention span of <laughs> basically all of us goes except down, me, except me, who you tease every week, because I well, love you'll sit, the baseball you'll sit in the same game. place for five hours right, and just exactly. watch the grass grow. Right, but that's a separate. <laughs> that's a totally separate. As issue. long as no one steps on just, my lawn. But it's just <laughs> get off my lawn, kids. He teases but, me. But it's 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 similar though in that you know people don't buy the full experience as in as much as they do. The individual item at this point, and and so that's got to be sort of well, different. Why I, I for you. can't stand the playlist mentality. That's what I call it, because that's what it is. It's you know those um, you know now I like music CDs that come out every mm-hmm. year. Um, now that's what I call music. Yeah, now that's what I call me something like that. <laughs> Number forty-seven. Jeff, Jeff, you had a bunch of those, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I've, never, I've never had any of those because I'm not a greatest hits guy. Yeah, but that's the yeah. thing. Like you're all you're gonna you're not gonna get like you know the the can't help it on the Michael Jackson off the uh-huh. wall album. You're not gonna get that. You're gonna get "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough." Right. That's it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. And you and and when you buy an album, you you learn the music, and you actually, I I usually like the songs that I don't hear on the mm-hmm. radio because you can dig deep into it. Mm-hmm. You know, and unfortunately, that's not the they got software where they can do that, but never mind. <laughs> For our listeners, he's turning his mic yeah. towards him. I mean, I figured you guys know how to use your mic. You're, you're yeah. 
I just don't like people to hear my. Cause I so how so how'd you how'd you figure out which which five songs you wanted to put on your LP? I'm sure that you had more than that. Well, we, so so of those <laughs> those five songs, how much money you have to spend? Yes, <laughs> yes, because certain songs um, require certain types of things that you want done, um, and musicianships that weren't in uh-huh. uh, in the room at the time. So. You know, we just decided to cut this song or put this song on or stuff like that. How long did it take like you? Co- huh? It has to be like a cohesive flow. You don't want to have like a song that doesn't stick out. Like, oh, why did that? You know, all of a sudden there's that song. You know? mm-hmm. so we, or we two have, songs that sound the same. Yeah. Or yeah, you don't want to have two slow jams. All right, you got now. You, you got to talk into the mic. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are going to be giving each other a hard time when That's you leave right. the studio, and I'm going to enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, those mics are going to be way close. Yeah, it's seven hours in the van of, uh, yeah. Yeah, you just basically want to make sure there's a cohesiveness to the album. If you, like you were talking about, you have attention span to listen through the entire from start to finish. You want to have, like, peaks and valleys. You want to have it to flow a certain way. Well, see, that's the thing. Uh, people talk about people's attention span. I want to combat In the that. mic. Yeah, <laughs> I want to comment that. I don't think that people have a short attention span. I think that that's just been given to people and people just use that as an excuse to to make things shorter oh, wait, wait, wait till you have kids i don't say it's, <laughs> it's, i think that it's people are are served things in smaller doses yes. i yeah. think that if yeah. they're given something that they enjoy they're willing to invest their time to... in it but um you know the, in the era of the soundbite mm-hmm. on tv and you know every news story gets only a few seconds well, I, and... I used to do um i used to mm-hmm. do um, karaoke and there's two songs that i would not allow in karaoke but everybody every single night they would get you know requested and that's by miss american pie Ow. pete that's an eight minute song <laughs> all right <laughs> Everybody knows the words. Yeah. So you can't tell me that people does not no, know. I, I think that people do. And look, people will. I mean, games still sell out. Yeah. Games still get ratings. But shows that, that take it down into sound bites. Music shows. MTV got big with their, their sound bites of specific videos as opposed to full albums. Well, I mean, MTV, to me. They're, they're their own animal. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the misjustice or injustice that they did to Rick James is a whole different ball game when it comes when I, yeah. that I feel about you know because they basically they they cherry picked who they wanted because it could have Rick James have music videos a lot more than a lot of artists and they refused to play his video but that's a whole different other discussion don't get me started on that but. you sure oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the basketballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, th- there we go. Well, actually, we we do have a basketball player in studio, don't uh-huh. we? So, so we told Uh-oh. you that we do a G League show for the Bluecoats, and we found out that you you played in the D League. This is, is this correct. is this is Conrad who's mm-hmm. who's talking now. In case you want to send your autograph request. So, so where did this where did this come <laughs> from? <laughs> <laughs> where, you you played in the D League. How did this work out for you? You played the basketball, right? <laughs> I, I, I played the basketball at one point in time <laughs> and stuff like that. No, I, uh, that was a little while back when legs were still working. <laughs> but before you started playing in a band. Uh, that was actually a, a touchy subject right there. Simultaneous. <laughs> nice. I'm, look, I'm good at walking into yeah. bad areas. Yeah, don't, so, don't start I'm, any problems, man. They're in that so- Toyota yeah. Sienna. Look, I am good like that, okay? I, I managed to find first, those pain points while we're right on the air. Don't you worry. See, our, our first um, tour that we that, that our first national tour, uh, he got asked to play, um, well, what was it? Was that a D-League? 
it wasn't the first tour. It okay. was the second tour. Oh, second? even worse. Yeah, yeah. So okay, you guys, okay, okay. so, so the, the wound, tour. the wound is even closer. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Jeff, I didn't realize what I was stepping into yeah. it. Okay, okay, that so, scab's so, not even no, no, healed no, yet. No, no, that was our first yeah. national tour. Okay. No, it was because we did because we did the first tour down to L.A. Mm-hmm. Nope. That, Okay. You want so me to bring on, it up? So on a tour, <laughs> yeah. so on a tour. It was on a tour. Yeah. We, and we were we were filming our the video to Hell with Love. <laughs> and uh he's like, Yeah. So unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I just got asked to play this. And we already knew from the get go. He 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 made me very let it very known. If I get asked to play basketball, I'm doing basketball regardless. And I was like, okay. You know, and when it came down to it, I respect the wish. I was like, all right, cool. So, so then, um, yeah, we, we had a, uh, so did you end a up drummer you, come in. So, so you went and, and um, that's about, that's all we're going to say on so, that. So, so yeah. basketball, so not only <laughs> so, does basketball so bring drum, people together, so, it almost takes So, so we, we had, we have this four person band here and the, there was a, there was a drummer issue. You're back now, but mm-hmm. w- when, when, when you get really big, whoever that other drummer is, he like the, the next Pete Best. No. Yeah. <laughs> should we know, should the worst? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna leave that alone. Do, do you guys do you guys have a reaction when you see um, artists performing it, uh, like when music's used to sort of be the the soundtrack of sports? Do you do you have a reaction when you see that in terms of commercials on TV where they they take a song and they put a portion in? I mean, I know you guys had a song that was used for Real World at one time. Well, I didn't. Um, I'm a big Prince Michael yeah, fan, Mastercard. and that's not Mastercard. Is is um, what's that? Uh, so you don't like Capital when it? One. You don't when like saw, when a song. When I saw that vid, when I saw that commercial, you weren't happy with "Let's Go Crazy." And as much as Prince talked about how he does not like you commercialization, know, capitalism, yeah. and the commercialization uh-huh. of his music, and I saw "Let's Go Crazy" on a Capital One commercial, I was like, "Come on, dog." <laughs> You really? didn't go out and get the credit card? No. <laughs> no. The funny thing is, though, I always enjoy the video compilations that they put to music. I, I think, mm-hmm. like, I think that's pretty cool. I like NFL films with the the strings and the orchestra that they used to bring in to accentuate the hits. I always enjoyed sort of the soundtrack of oh, well, sports. So, like, story. I, I kind of feel like musicians play a really big role in sports that people don't often realize. Mm-hmm. I want to throw it out there that uh, skateboarding videos. Yes. Is- that's how I got exposed to music. A lot of artists I never heard of you, and all of those videos were basically self-made, and so they, they weren't getting clearing the rights for the songs. They were putting together the video, putting it out there, getting in the shop, sh- you know, getting in the shop. And if they were being sued, they'd change out the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But soundtrack to that is just it. You can just watch a skateboard video without music, and it's just people jumping around, and then you put it to music, and there's just a completely different feel to it. I would certainly. Tie that in with, uh, you know, the NFL films yeah. and the hits and the, the strings and everything. It, it gives you that I mean, rush. You can watch yeah. a game and it's one thing. You can watch a game with commentary. It's another thing. You well, can watch I, a game I, with commentary set to music. And all of a sudden it's this like huge symphony going on for hits. I, I don't I don't have a sports, a good sports memory that I also don't have the soundtrack in my head of what the music was playing at that moment. I mean. Like when I was at the I was at the Phillies World Series when they won, and I, you know I, I could still remember the songs that were playing, at, you know as That's the Teddy celebration was going. Huh? That Teddy Pendergrass song used to come on all the time. Which one? The one with what they Nobody Luther Vandross did too. <laughs> <laughs> the one that Luther Vandross did too. It's like somebody. Teddy Pendergrass is a Philly guy. 
Yeah, but, yeah. but he did. He, he so you did, can't ask me these. A, you can't ask me these questions on the air. Basketball theme song. Back he in did. The yeah. Now right. I gotta go learn. Yeah. Now we gotta go find out what that is. It's the one. It's the one. Was like. Are you guys hopes? gonna play the cover of that tonight? No. Oh, why not? <laughs> so, so if people, if he doesn't people, even know what it is. I know, I, but I know, I know of the song because I know he did it first. And yeah. Then, um, you know what? It, you know what the, the problem is. It it's all. It's all those hits from playing football when he was a kid that you guys didn't know about. <laughs> If, Apparently, so so just, so just so everybody knows before but they got here a little early and and uh, nobody in the band knew that he played football. Anthony oh. played football. Oh. <laughs> I still don't really believe it. Just because you're on there's the got to be photos somewhere. Yeah. No, wait, were you gonna yeah, say just yeah. because you're just on the field? You're on the field yeah. doesn't mean you're playing <laughs> <laughs> That's where I thought you were right going. With that. You'd be in trouble. Oh, and look at that, Conrad. You you actually have a basketball in your backpack. Oh, yeah. So yeah. so where are you? You got you got a show tonight. Yeah. Okay. And the show's at one eighteen North, Dag-Dag-O which basketball. is which is out in Wayne. Uh, their tickets still available? I mean, can people still yeah, go? Yeah. Or? They're online. All right. So so people should still get online. You got hours to do it. In the meantime, are you guys going to play basketball between now and? No. Okay. <laughs> so so we what's should. The, why do you, why do you have a basketball in here? Oh no, that basketball. Yeah. I play. Yeah. He's I always play. prepared. Yeah. You're you're always. They ready? do not. In studio. <laughs> you th- <laughs> so you're already ready to go. Yeah. Always. Well, uh, yet to be defeated. We cannot thank you guys enough for for coming in studio, um, Jeff. This this was pretty fun. I, I thought it was a lot of fun, and guys, I, I really wish you the best. I mean, it was great to having seeing you uh, after hearing the voice and and getting to see you guys in studio after you know I was there last Go year Hawks. for the show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. All we'll, right, we'll take how, you to how many, how many how many of you are still bitter of the Seattle leaving? The Supersonics. Oh, I mean. Oh, right. See, now that's really? a great way to close that segment right there. Hey, I think the Clippers are coming. Yeah? I think the Clippers are coming. You think okay. the Clippers are coming? Yeah. You're are gonna you get excited a, about the hockey team? You're going to get a hockey Man, team before you get the Clippers team. No? Time out. I mean, we what? need a if the, Son- if the Sonics were still in Seattle, yeah. I'd be playing for the Sonics. I love the Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> who's, who's their G League team? It's the oh, it's the Oklahoma it, City Blue. It, it, yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. So they'd be the Seattle Blue. There or you green. go. Seattle Green. Was, yeah. The funny thing is, there actually was a Seattle's own D League team. Yeah. Very briefly, and that was the team that I was on uh-huh. for that brief moment. And, okay. that was started and they were called what? It was the Seattle Flights. Yeah. Jeff loves the names and jerseys of minor league teams. It's like a little pet passion of his. How many people have been to an Everett Aqua Sox game? What? What's that? See that? See, and that's <laughs> I have. We asked the oh, questions the nobody has the answers yeah. to. Uh, <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for joining us <laughs> in studio. Us. We really appreciate and it. By we'll the, have... And by the way, we're, we're going to play a song uh, as, as you leave, one of your uh, your new songs. This it's is Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Yep. And we're See, on now, Spotify at Down North. You yeah. said that so that I didn't screw it up. Yeah. Stick with us when we come back. We'll talk more about what happened this week. Thanks, everybody. Yeah.
Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Taking you into the weekend with the latest news in the world of sports. With the biggest names on and off the field. It's the Heart of Sports each and every Friday at 4 p.m. on 610 ESPN. With former players, reporters, and commentators like Adam Schefter, John Runyon, Keith Jones, Trey Thomas, and Doug Glanville, Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen cover the agony and ecstasy of fandom while weaving in conversations about the impact of sports on society. That's the Heart of Sports, Fridays at 4 p.m. Welcome back to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. Jeff, that was a little different. It was a lot of fun. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know about you. I, you know, but it's nice to try something a little different. And and, and these guys were great. They were fun. And, and uh, look, I I've seen you haven't seen them. I actually saw them at the Hoagie Nation Festival last year. They, they are full of energy and they are a really good band. Well, and apparently they play a bunch of different sports and <laughs> that they don't know. <laughs> that, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Yes. And but I mean, I meant it. Actually, like the, actually talking to them beforehand was even more fun. Yeah, than it, to it was. But like yeah. the music is sort of the soundtrack of sports is something we don't talk about a lot on uh-huh. here. And it's just something that we were sitting here talking. And it, like, I remember a lot of things. You're right. I remember the intros to the NFL and, you know, basketball on CBS and I mean, you name it. Like you remember those intro songs. You remember. Oh yeah. The music. I mean, well, I mean, think about what they do with with like the NCAA tournament. When, you know, they do they do the whole montage at the end with the music, and it it it's it's. I mean, if your team one shining has moment, won, you know, so that I mean, was the song he was talking about. Are you kidding? That's Teddy what Pendergrass we're ta- and Luther oh, Vandross. Get him back in here. I finally figured it out. Brett, go get him quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, glad we got that in the so, next. So, so Anthony, if you are listening in the van on the way to the concert, Jason figured it out. Jason figured it out. That's it's right. one shining moment. All oh, right. you know what? I'll text them. Text him. That's let him right. know. Let him know that I've got it. All right, yes. Jeff. Um, it was a big week for the Sixers. Uh, we're gonna have. Frank Brown from the Philadelphia Wings calling in to, to join us in a few minutes. Not until, to talk about the Sixers. Not to talk about the Sixers, right. yeah. but, in, okay. but until, uh, until he joins us, let's, let's talk a little basketball. Uh-huh. Tell me what happened this week because, uh, as I mentioned, the T-shirt that they gave out on opening night, they need to like get rid of about half the names. Are they giving out a T-shirt tonight with all the new names? You'll tell me. You'll be down there. Oh, that's right. What are you expecting to see tonight? They've got a new team, basically. Tonight might be the most exciting game of the year. You got, so, I mean, I mean, literally. You got be, Moses Malone. Well, that's it. I mean, to to me, Moses Malone is my child. That's why you're going. That that's why. I mean, it wasn't even part of my my plan. I had given away those tickets, and then all of a sudden, they announced it was Moses Malone's retirement. And there are very few things that I have to. I think I have to be there for that. That is something that I mean, Moses Malone and the whole fo 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 and the and but watching fo, about, fo, fo. I, I have to tell you very quickly Moses my one of my most memorable moments with Moses Malone is Moses Malone pregame was sitting on the bench shooting from there and made three in a row were you jealous huh were you jealous yeah I, I, can't, <laughs> I, I can't I can't make baskets standing up let alone shooting so from the bench Tobias Harris is our new four wingman 
He should No, he's not. He is. And no, he's you not. would like Okay. So we started to have this debate on the regiment last night, yeah. our, our weekly show for the Blue Coats and uh-huh. Sixers G League team. You want Ben Simmons to play the four. You want Jimmy Butler to be the one. Either way, the five players that will start Either on way. the court. <laughs> no will big deal. Who's playing point guard? 17 plus points a game tonight. Uh-huh. Uh Jimmy Butler, JJ. That Redick. won't continue, by no, the way. No, not yeah. at all. Uh-huh. Um your thoughts on the remake of this team? Elton Brand certainly did not sit back. He's not he playing. was very aggressive yeah. this this uh trade deadline. Right. Your thoughts on what they now will put on the court tonight? As opposed to what they put on the court at the start of the, the season. The poker chips are all in. Yes. There is nothing left. You, there's nothing in the bank. There's nothing. This is it. This I still is, think they might try and sign like a, you know, somebody who gets cut. I, I mean, I w- my personal belief is I would love them to sign Enos Cantor, but I, I, I haven't heard anything about Enos Cantor coming. See, and here, I, so. I would think that they would go more towards a point guard backup, like a or a two, like, like a Wayne Ellington or somebody. I think oh. he just. I think he's about to sign with somebody else. I Is he? I mean, I, I think that would be the direction that I would go if I were them. That's really. I, I still. I still. They're three and four deep. Th- here's at the four here's five. the thing about this trade deadline, though. It while the Sixers went all in, it's not like everybody else stood still. The Celtics really didn't do much too much, but but I will tell you, Toronto went all all in. I don't understand I don't, that. I don't understand. I don't think they made trade. their team better. I told you this uh, last night. I think they might have. I I know you think three you, four years ago, Marcus Gasol makes them much better. Marcus Gasol is a good passer that would facilitate that offense, but his feet don't move fast enough to keep up with some of the centers. He's an old, he's a, he's an old school center. He is not your traditional. He can match up with Boban. He can't match up with Joel Embiid. Bobby, it's Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Bobby and Bobby. Yeah. Bobby and Toby. Bobby and Toby. But uh, but I but I th- the the other move that if I w- were not a Sixers fan that I that th- I thought was good was Milwaukee's Milwaukee. move Miritich yeah he's right. going to fit in great with them Milwaukee was the team to beat in my mind before the season started I haven't changed one bit I mean my heart's in one place but just watching the way that Giannis Giannis runs that team. And the way that the rest of that team complements everything that he does, and he complements them, they they are just a well-oiled machine. And I think Miritich is just going to fit in there perfectly. For I them. thought that was a great move for them. Um, but then again, I, Tobias Harris is a is a move that he fits in perfectly. But he he only fits in perfectly in in my head if is if Ben Simmons is playing power forward. Tell me your Sixers constructed lineup. I would have Jimmy Butler playing the point cuz I don't think it matters who's taking the ball up, okay? As long as you can get it past half court. And and let's face it, if you're if you're the coach of let's say Denver, let's take tonight's game. You're the coach of Denver. And ben Simmons is taking the ball up. What do you know? You know he's not shooting the ball, right? So you can collapse back on him. If Jimmy Butler's taking the ball up, there's a very good shot that Jimmy Butler might just pull up and shoot. So you have to move the defense out, which gives more room to everybody else, which means Embiid is 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 got the middle. You've got 6'10 Ben Simmons, who's slashing and can do what he does best, which is the short-range jumper, if you want to call it that, and and dunking and laying it up. And then you have Tobias Harris, who can move inside and outside fluidly. And you have J.J. Redick, who's there for a spot-up jumper. I mean, it really is, to me, is the best starting lineup possibly other than Golden State. You're excited. I am. But, You've got but, your but I am, but I am, game But tonight. I am still worried about the fact that, that I think Toronto got a little bit better. 
and I think that that Milwaukee got a, a little bit better, and they were already the cream of the crop. I think Milwaukee's a tough matchup for the Sixers. I, I still think Toronto, along with Valanciunas, the players that they traded, I just think they depleted their bench for a a center that. Yeah, I would not. I would not have gotten. I mean, I wouldn't have CJ Miles made that move. Now, um, would, the Markel Fultz era is over in Philadelphia, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> the era, like like we. Uh, never, I don't know. I don't think it was long enough like to be considered an never era. Never knew ye. Um, uh-huh. Your thoughts on Markel going to hang out with Mickey in Orlando? Uh, he's going to Disney World, but it's not for the reason that most athletes go. I mean, look, uh, he's twenty years old. Uh, he seemed like a good guy. Uh, I'm not sure his mother believed that since she was putting cameras in his house. But uh, I, I don't really. I don't wish poorly of him. I hope that he finds what whatever it is that's ailing him, whether it be in his head or a part of his body, I hope that he's able to straighten out. He's certainly young enough, and he has the upside to be able to do it. It just didn't look like it was going to happen here. And I, and, and I give Philadelphia fans a lot of credit here because we get a lot of guff for – you like that word? For – Guff. for for being <laughs> tough on people and i was at a lot of those games and all of a sudden he'd get the ball and everybody would cheer that everybody wanted markel to succeed so bravo to sixers fans and i think that this will be a good move only if they resign tobias harris so to i'm gonna Bob. ask you that question now did the sixers give up too much in the tobias harris trade did they get enough back in the markel fultz trade I think that as long as see, it's hard to tell because you have to go into the future. Is what happens this summer because Tobias Harris and Bobby are free agents. So as long as they sign them, then it's worthwhile. If you, they don't sign them and they don't win a championship this year, and Landry Shamit's not here, you, you have to have some guys that don't cost the max. I mean, the Sixers are are in theory going to have four guys that's part that are of why have they the had to get rid of markel fultz right because they couldn't take his 10 million dollar salary next year if he wasn't going but, to be a contributing but, but piece. think about what, what how how all in the sixers went to the point that they were like i mean they were planning on making some moves to the point that the firkin Korkmaz that they can't sign him and and they and they got rid of his his extra two years, and I still don't understand that. I don't know what happened with Firkin, but uh, I think that they. I'm a little worried about how they're going to fill the rest of the team. Not this year, going forward. Do you think this team has enough depth now to compete against Milwaukee in the East? If you look at the odds, Golden State is still the favorite in Vegas to win, but pretty much all of the top teams in the East are at ten to one now. Uh, to make the finals against them. How do you feel about this team heading into the playoffs this year as opposed to last year? Like, I feel like they match up with Boston better. I still have some concerns about, and, you know, Elton Brand was asked about this this morning at the press conference of what do you do with sort of that smaller point guard situation that's, mm-hmm. that's running around? You don't have that per se. That's where you have to bring in an Ennis or somebody like that off the bench to sort of, play defense and cover that but do you have any concerns what about tj about, mcconnell i don't think tj is going to get the minutes that people think uh i think he's like the third option now uh off the bench for yeah for see that the innis move it doesn't thrill me but i mean I, i'm kind of i'm buying into what you said to me yesterday a little bit in that you're saying you're saying look you, you got to have some backups and innis it, it, 
Because I, I, I saw him as a poor starter. Well, and we're in a different so. phase now. You know, for a long time, it's been okay, who is going to be the stars and the starters to pair with Embiid and Simmons? Mm -hmm. We're not there anymore. You got that starting five. Now you need the complementary players because at any one time, you're going to have two to three of those five players on the court. Mm -hmm. So you need guys that that can complement, that can drop a shot, that can come in and and play D on that run when you take your center out and you've got somebody else in. Um, I wonder whether they that Bobby sees just the twelve minutes, or they give him a little more run. He played more mm-hmm. when he was in San Antonio with Popovich. Well, but do you, how much more do you want him to play? Apparently, with Popovich, uh, he was a very good passer, and they got more out of him. In right, Detroit but you, but and with you the Clippers, but he had you don't want to take role. Joel off the court too long. No, you don't. Just because you have a good backup doesn't mean that you want to play your your starter less than optimal. You no, just don't you want don't, to overplay. But if, but if you can steal a couple extra minutes each game for your center leading mm-hmm. into the playoffs, I'm not opposed to that. If if you can have well, everybody else on the court and continue to do that, and he plays a couple fewer minutes. I'm cool with that. Well, to to that end, you also have a potential other center who's working his way back, which is Justin Patton. Yeah, and he played his second hopefully game we'll last get night. To, we'll get to see on Monday. On Monday night when yeah. we go to Delaware, if uh, you all want to catch the future Sixers, catch uh, some of the guys out there trying to get back but, up. But he's had, I mean, he he's limited minutes to you know to be fair, it's twelve and fourteen minutes or so for for the two games. But he's looked good. He's taller than I realized. I didn't realize. Yeah, he's he's, he's not he's not as wide a guy. I mean, he's only, he weighs a little less than two hundred and thirty pounds for for a close to seven foot guy. So, but he he's another one of those athletic bigs. Uh, I'm not so sure what what he is as far as an outside shooter, but he seems to have everything else. Any thoughts on any of the deadline moves that were made? Um, you know, we we talked about Valanciunas and, and yes, the going, Lakers move. The Lakers move. You don't yes. think that Mike Muscala is going to put them over the top? I, I think I think LeBron got what he deserved. You know that Magic is uh, flying I, to Philadelphia to meet with the team before they play in Philly on Sunday because. Who? Magic Johnson is flying to meet with the with Lakers, the Lakers team? team because there's so much Why? acrimony over how the trade situation was handled with everybody. He can't fix this. Everybody being listed. Let, let me let me explain something. This teach can, me, Jeff. This cannot be fixed. Okay, LeBron has done this. He's a great player, but LeBron has done this everywhere he goes. He needs to be in charge. Okay, he he is one of the greatest players of all time. And he thinks that he should also be the general manager. Are you happy he's not here? Remember the off season? We're going to sign oh, LeBron. Yeah, We're no, have these... I, I'm ecstatic. Like now I'm ecstatic how it worked out because he would have blown this up. The disappointment over the summer. We're going star hunting, mm-hmm. and we don't get those stars. <laughs> and now you, you had to bring that phrase up. And again. now you look at where they are with the team that they have. Uh-huh. And you're telling me that LeBron does this everywhere. Right. This path seems like in your mind it's worked out better for the Sixers than if they would have gone the LeBron route. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, because LeBron seems to turn people on people. It, 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 it Isn't never that what s- people said Jimmy Butler does? Yeah, but Jimmy Butler only has so much power. LeBron has the power to destroy. He has the power to build, too. And I, th- I look, this is just my own belief. I think this whole Rich Paul agent, along with uh, Anthony Davis, along with, with all the Lakers machinations— I think that was all worked out well in advance. I think that that look, look they share an agent, that they they want to play together, and AD said, "That's it. I'm going to blow this up. I'm I don't want to play. I'm not signing a long term deal. You better get me out of here. And I want to go to the Lakers." And he put 
the Pelicans in a really bad spot, which, by the way, this is the second time the Pelicans have had to go through this, isn't it? So, because they had to go through it with Chris Paul, too. It, it, you, you can't, if you want your way out, why couldn't he have just gone to the Pelicans or had his agent go to the Pelicans and say, hey, look, we're going to do it right by you. We want out of here, okay? However, we're not going to go mouth off. Yeah, I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but that got ugly quick. Yeah, and, and by by the way, it, it has changed me, my thought process, on this whole NBA All-Star draft, too, because now LeBron is picking his guys and Giannis is picking his guys, and all I keep thinking is this is just another opportunity for him to go recruit. I just want to point out yeah. that you talked on the radio yes. about the NBA All-Star game draft. Yes. Don't ever talk about the games that I DVR in Summer League ever again. <laughs> I just want to point that out to you. I didn't watch it. Although I will tell you, have you never watched the NHL draft, the one that they, they had? I've watched all of the, them. No, I, no, look, not not the draft draft. When no, they had the, I watched the, the All-Star, All-Star draft. draft. I watched that it one all. was fun Those because those guys made it so fun. So I'm not the, the problem there. I uh. watch it all. It's, it's you <laughs> normally calling me out for watching said things when you're going there now. Uh-huh. Can we talk a little Phillies? We could talk a lot of Phillies. A lot of stuff yes. happened this week. Well, not a lot. What, what's a lot? There was a big trade. There was a big trade. Yeah. And this Just was one. the top pitcher in the Phillies farm system. Yeah. They decided that this was the time. 20-year-old Sixto Sanchez. To send to the Marlins mm-hmm. along with Jorge Alfaro and Zach Stewart, or Will Stewart, for JT Real Muto. Right. Um. You have been very high on Sixto. Mm-hmm. You slightly critical of Alfaro's game. You thought he had limits but could do certain things well. Slightly. Um, Will Stewart, we obviously like a lot personally. He yes. was our first interview. But in terms of long-term potential, when you're comparing it and what you're giving up to what you're getting back, you like the deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, look, Sixto Sanchez could turn out to be Pedro Martinez someday. Could be. You don't know. And for years, all we heard is the Phillies valued their prospects more than other people valued Kyle their prospects. Kyle Drabeck. Huh? Kyle Drabeck. Look, I saw Kyle Drabeck pitch a bunch of times. He was pretty good. I know, but... But, but I see, I that was the wrong person to use as that example. There's plenty of others. It, keep in mind that... I got a the long Roy, No, line. but the Roy Halladay trade, the Work. person that held up the trade was Ruben did not want to get rid of Dominic Brown. Dominic Brown. That he's the perfect example of holding on to somebody too long who who was not going to make it. Sixto may be that there's there's been grumblings that Sixto is his conditioning isn't what it should be and and they had concerns about that. But it's a pitcher. They are stacked with pitching in the minor leagues. At some point, you have to use those assets. Ma- just not at the majors. <laughs> no, I think I think that they're going to be pitching. fine. I should clarify. No, I think that their starting pitching will be fine. The new Jeff in favor of four inning starters. No, I'm not in favor <laughs> of four. But the reality is that I don't like Vince Velasquez in my world where I want guys to pitch nine innings. You blew innings. my mind yesterday wait, when wait, you said me to me finish. that Vince Velasquez is let perfect for Let me finish. In my world, Vince, I want my starting pitchers to pitch like Roy Halladay. I want them to pitch nine innings. In the world that has changed in the last season and a half, literally that quickly, a four-inning and five-inning starter is the way that things are going. In that world, he's a good starter. And you've accepted this? 
You've I'm, come to grips with it. You're no. Eventually, when on. I become commissioner, I'm going to ban all of this nonsense and go back to my way of playing. So baseball. I'm not going to hear any complaints about the short outings for starters and sure the fact you that will. There's 25 changes uh, of just, relief pitchers. Just and, because it's happening in its reality, it doesn't mean I have to accept it and be happy with it. Okay. Okay. Right, so, so I've got this yeah. dichotomy of Jeff now, where so, you're going but, to acknowledge the reality yeah, but, but back, hate it. But at back, the back same to the time. trade. You, you trade it. You traded two pitching assets, and Will Stewart is is a Great kid. He had an amazing season last year, at, but it was at single A, and he doesn't have top-shelf velocity. Likelihood so that's 91 what to 94 miles right. is his high. And then, you tra- and then you traded. Look, the thing people like most about Alfaro is, his arm. one, he can hit moonshots, and the other one he could throw like a he had a bazooka for an arm. Well, guess what? JT Realmuto throws just as hard as he He's does. a five-tool player, right. JT Realmuto. He he is, I and the mean, ball doesn't go through his legs every minute. A, a lot every. of you know, a lot of people will say he's the best catcher in Major League Baseball. Some people will say that's because there aren't as many very good catchers in Major League Baseball now. Either way, he's one of the top catchers in the league. This is their fourth big acquisition of the offseason. They've got Andrew McCutcheon in the outfield, David Gene Robertson, Segura. Gene Segura. Mm-hmm. Um, they've really made a lot of changes to the roster. Right. Um, I like it. Good, a, good thing they didn't make a T-shirt up yet, right? I like it from the standpoint defensively. Oh, they're much. Uh, look, just moving Reese Hoskins back to first base was a defensive plus. Putting Gene Sakura at shortstop is a defensive plus. Putting the best defensive catcher possibly in the majors, maybe other than Molina, is a defensive. Are you just plus. gonna be excited? There is gonna be pass balls all the time. I think the pitchers will be. <laughs> I, I will tell you that pitcher. Pitchers pitch better when there's a better defensive catcher, not just because of the framing, not just be, because they have the confidence. That's one thing I hear he the, has to work on a little bit is his framing. Yeah, I but, hear but, he got but, better. But, the, but here's if you're a pitcher and you're you have a good slider, you do not, you don't throw that pitch with confidence if you're afraid that it's going to get by. If you throw a pitch in the dirt, and sometimes you throw a pitch in the dirt on purpose, you have to know that your catcher is going to catch it or block it. And with Alfaro, he didn't, and I think that hurt the pitching because it limited the pitches they were able to throw. The thing that I like is um, I think that he's going to be even better outside of Marlins Park. That's a huge ballpark. A lot of balls that would have been hits in other places weren't there. It's very cavernous. It is cavernous. I mean, but if that's you look because at it looks like a cavern. his road numbers were higher than his overall numbers and his numbers at home. He hit 283 on the road, 350 on base percentage. But Corey Seidman of NBC Sports had a, a, an interesting thing that if you overlay the spray charts over Citizens Bank Park, he thinks that there's 15 to 20 flyouts or deep ones that would have been hits in Citizens Bank Park that were outs at the Marlins Park. So hopefully you get somebody even better right. than what he's played so far right mm-hmm. now. How do you feel about the Phillies lineup as it's currently constructed, separate from any moves that may occur with Bryce Harper or Manny Machado? I like it. I mean, I I think that it is a better lineup. I think it's, it will be a lineup that strikes out a lot. More contact is more exciting. Um, I still don't buy that Caesar is going to be the starting second baseman. Yeah, I think you were surprised. Be. You think Kingery is going to be, and you think Cesar will be traded for a pitcher. So but, you still think they're not I think done? I'm, no, I definitely don't. Separate think from done. a Bryce Harper, Manny yeah, Machado. I, I, I do not think that the guys that we see when we get there for our spring training shows will be will all be the same guys that we see on opening day. And they're not currently on the roster. Some of the people, you know, some of them, 
there's a lot of free agents out there too. What are what are we on day 101 of? All, all, look, the, none none of the free agents are none of the higher level free agents are signing until Manny Machado and Harper sign. Did because you see I, Ty Wright resigned with the Mets and said, "Okay, now that I've yes. signed uh-huh. Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, yes. inside, I enjoy that sense uh-huh. of humor. At least he acknowledges but, sort of what but, it is." What I heard today, and I've heard this before, is, is that that the agents for Bor- Boris, who represents um, Harper, and the agent who represents Machado, that they're literally playing chicken with each other. Yeah, they both uh, want. They still want three hundred plus million. Okay, boys, it's time. It's time to stop playing ego games and let your your let your clients get into spring training pitchers and catchers time next week instead of holding out because your ego has to be the the highest signing i still think harper gets more money than machado i don't think either can get 300 million i I think machado really hurt the more i thought about it as this offseason went on the more i think that machado really hurt himself with the things that he said and the way that he played in the playoffs i think machado ends up like 175 to 225 machado Machado would make more money if he had stayed on the orioles than he would without a doubt because there wouldn't have been the spotlight on him and he wouldn't have gotten a mic in his face where he said i don't hustle yep (laughs) And and he wouldn't have spiked the first baseman I mean, he he just didn't he didn't seem like he became somebody that you really don't kind of want around your locker room. We got a few minutes left before the end of the show. Um, Flyers had their eight game winning streak snapped last night. Uh, they came back and made it to overtime. Stolarz played well again. It's still a, it's still a point streak. Yes, though. they have yes. a nine game point streak, mm-hmm. and they play. And um, by the way. Stolars played really well. Played very well. I, I, I mean, some of the saves that he made were excellent. The and, Flyers and have gone from no goalies to two very to good two goalies. young goalies yes. that are very hopeful. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carter Hart, player, uh, what was he, set runner up player of the month or rookie of the month, something in the NHL. Um, he he's, got some kind of award. I, I will tell you right now that as good a season as Claude Giroux is having. That if the season were to end today, I would make Carter Hart the team's MVP. So before the he has single handedly changed the mentality of that team. Before the loss last night, the Flyers were just five points out um, of a playoff overtime loss. Um, Overtime (laughs) loss last night. Do do you think that the Flyers still have a chance this season, or you know the the trade deadline's coming up? And if you're Chuck Fletcher, what do you do? Now you've got a team that got hot. They've put themselves. You, you still play for the. You, you don't play for the playoffs. You play for the future. So so if there is a move out there to get them younger and better next year, even if it means sacrificing the playoffs this year, then you still do that. You have to. If you're Chuck Fletcher, you still got to think long term. You can't. And I'm not talking five years from now. I think that there are young pieces here, along with some veterans that can help. And I think I've. I've gotten to the point of saying they're never going to trade Claude Giroux. They may trade. I don't think they should. They they may trade Voracek. They may trade Simmons. I told um, you Simmons is the guy I would trade. I think he has uh, well, the most I, value. Well, I, th- I think everybody should. I don't think anybody should be untouchable on this. I team think Simmons other than has Carter the Hart. most value where you can fill in his role with JVR. You have somebody on the team that can step in and do a lot of the dirty work that Simmons does. Except in the shootout. Well, that's a different story. <laughs> um. Any other thoughts on the Flyers before I just want to take you back to the Super Bowl and talk about how bad it was? 
I still can't believe when you told me before the show, you know, the Super Bowl was just a I few days ago. I was wondering if... It, it, it seems like so long ago. It's been a full week. Yeah. And it wasn't a good game. No. But the Super Bowl it was, forgettable. was five days ago. Yeah. It was totally forgettable. It, completely. Yes. Um, have you seen a quarterback look so overmatched like that? I mean, I've watched a lot of the replays with different angles. and In the Super Bowl or in a game? Because I've seen Nate Peterman Jared play. Goff had receivers open. Right. I mean, there were opportunities. They're not great receivers. But there so. were opportunities in yeah. that game, and he missed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and people say McVay. I thought McVay actually made some adjustments, and Goff just couldn't, couldn't Ma- get them. Ma- McVay, I hope we can get off that McVay is a genius now. Oh, well, McVay's a genius, a and, and Jared Goff's better than Carson Wentz, and no. um, you know no. all, all those things. Can we stop with those narratives by, now? By the way, I have to give Carson Wentz some credit for what he said or later this or towards the middle of the week, which was was him saying after being asked about the story is, you know, I, I can't I, I forget what the exact words, but basically the, the sentiment was, you know, I could be a I could be a better teammate. And I think any time, no matter how good a teammate you are, the fact that you can have that that moment of introspection, I think will make him a, an even better teammate. I think he already was a good teammate. And I think it'll just make him a better teammate. I thought the Eagles should have done it sooner. I thought they should what I thought they should have put Carson Wentz out there sooner to talk and push back. Um, you, I, I thought that what Carson Wentz did this week was was great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, acknowledging you know his own flaws and and faults at the same time, talking about his competitiveness competitiveness and what he does. Um, I just didn't think we needed to go through the rodeo that we did for a week. Right. Um, but with, it, but with it, look, it, it's not. It wasn't. It, this was not one of those moments. It wasn't you know like something horrible that he needed to come out right away and address and and. This was something that he needed to find the words and 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 kind of make it his own voice. And I think he comes across more genuine this way as opposed to being rush, rushed out when he wasn't Without a ready. doubt. We'll talk more about that next week, Jeff. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week.